And what is your ideal perfect, perfect ticket and checkout look like, right? So for me, what would be like the perfect experience for the client is they upgrade their color. They also upgrade for a treatment. They rebook and they also buy product. And they were also given referral cards and they know about how to write a review to earn beauty bucks. That is my dream client experience. And so if you get your assistant to be on board with this dream picture of what you want the client's experience to be like, then you're both working for a common goal. Hey friends, I'm Jennifer, and you're listening to the Beauty Business Game Changer Podcast, a podcast for beauty industry providers and business owners that are wanting to level up their game to create a profitable career. If you're feeling stuck and you want more out of this industry, then join me as I share with you my strategies, lessons I've learned along the way, and how I overcame fear by shifting my mindset to build a healthy business. I built a solid book behind the chair, launched a bridal company, became a salon suite owner to most recently opening up a salon. As creative entrepreneurs, we need an education that empowers us and makes an impact on helping us raise our standards. My mission is to teach you how you can reach your goals quickly, build your books and your business faster, and master the framework for creating a successful and rewarding career. Thank you for joining me. Let's do this. Welcome to your Game Changer Podcast. Hey friends, welcome back to the Beauty Business Game Changer Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Alvarez. You guys, it's been a hot minute since I've been on this podcast, so I'm really excited to get back in touch with you all and share some amazing information on some things that I've been working on um, in addition to things that I've been seeing and hearing lately in the industry. So today's topic, I want to dive into Are you ready for an assistant? Now, I think that whether you are a booth renter, salon suite owner, salon owner, I think it's great to implement an assistant program into your business because it is a way that we can multiply the work that we are currently doing, maximize the guest experience, and all while making more money. So let's talk about it. So if you find that you are about 80% booked, and you're having a difficult time double booking, and maybe you feel the extra pressure when you do get double booked, this might be the right time for you to find an assistant. Now, if you are a commission stylist working in a salon, this is a great conversation to have with your owner. Your owner wants to see you succeed. When you are doing well, that means the salon owner is doing really well. So making sure that you are connecting with your salon owner, if you, are in that type of environment on getting them on board on what it would look like if you had an assistant program or had an assistant working with you in general. Now, I do think though it is important that you are making X amount of money um, that you are booked 80% at least of the time in order for it to make sense to have an assistant unless the assistance is being shared by other people in the salon, which might be a great way to start as well. And a salon suite, same thing. If you are 80% booked and you're looking to really maximize the guest experience and make more money, getting an assistant might be the right next move for you for 2022. So the assistant, this could be a beauty school student 
or it could be a licensed professional. Now keep in mind each state might be different, but at least in Illinois, I know that if you have somebody that is in beauty school and they are not licensed yet, they do need a certain amount of hours in order to do certain things, such as applying your glosses, your toners, root taps, root smudges, um, completing your touch-ups. They are not licensed in order to do the work of chemicals. They can shampoo, they can blow dry, rip foils, things like that. Now, if you're working with a licensed professional that just graduated beauty school, this is an amazing opportunity for them. So keep, keep uh, with me, if you are fresh out of beauty school, being an assistant is a really great segue into building your book of business and getting on the salon floor. So sometimes when you're in beauty school and you start working at a, a commission salon, it's like going from zero to 100 and you may not be fully mentally or physically prepared for that. So being a part of an assistant program is an excellent way to get started into this industry. It definitely gives you a boost of confidence. If you are looking to get your foot in the door at a certain salon, this is a great way to adopt and adapt to the culture of a place to really see, is this the right fit for you? Because I definitely would suggest that you want to find a place that you can see yourself building a book of business three to five years with that company. It is a disservice to yourself to try to build a book of clientele when you are hopping from one salon to the next. And trust me when I say that because I know because in the very beginning, back uh, 20 years ago, um, that's what I did because I, I did not do my due diligence to look around to find out, is this the right fit for me? Uh, granted, I was young and didn't know truly what I wanted at that time, um, but it just it was not good for my business. So it wasn't until that I actually found a place that I could see myself thriving and growing my business that I was able to really uh, start to create that book of business and start to make money. So we have to keep in mind, if you have an assistant, you do need to pay them for working. Now, you may be having them learn from you if it's a training program that you have, but even if they're shadowing, um, it's important that you are still paying them. So you want to make sure that you're checking with the labor laws of your state. Now, each state is going to be different. I do know that some beauty schools, as a student is almost finished with their hours, maybe they have 100 hours left, they are able to go to your salon, shadow you, and there is minimal work that they can do, but they can collect their hours as well. So it's a really great segue for beauty school students too. I do personally like working with the licensed professionals just to kind of save my butt that they have a cosmetology license as well. You know, just to give you a little bit of uh, a background of like what that could cost you, in 2020, the average payout was $13.28. Now, I haven't been able to find the statistics of what the average is now, but with the increase of prices of everything, I really foresee that going towards $15 an hour, which is going to be probably the, the normal for an assistant. So an assistant actually can get paid very well in a salon environment if they're getting that hourly pay, plus if if um, all the stylists are using that assistant and tipping them out as well, that can be financially beneficial for them. So we need to first start with what is our goal for working with an assistant? Now, 
It could be to provide more services for your new and existing clients, right? Maximize that guest experience. It's more likely that you're wanting to make more money and for you to focus more so on the technical portion of the job, meaning is shampooing that client and and draping the client and ripping foils, blow drying a client, are those things that are really moving the needle in your business? No, they're not. Doing the balayage technique in, or extensions and the, and the more technical challenged portions of your business, that's what's moving the needle. That's what's really generating profit. The other things are very important to the guest experience, but it's not necessarily an area that you need to focus on. If you can have your assistant do that for you, you can add so much more value to that experience in addition to having a higher ticket and getting more clients in. This assistant is, the goal should be to help you run your business more smoothly, right? And in addition, if they're an assistant and eventually going to become a level one stylist, it's a great way for them to build their book of business, right? Because they're not just going to enter into a salon with a full book of business. And if you're a salon owner and that's what you're doing is hiring people fresh out of school and giving them a book of business, I will tell you right now, they don't deserve it. And the reason why I say that is because they are not fully equipped. They don't have the right technical skills, business skills, and able to retain those clients. They don't know what to do with all that book of business. So be very cautious on giving a brand new stylist fresh out of school a book of business. It's not wise. Now, um, another way that we could use an assistant is to help boost our social media content, right? Like as you are doing an amazing balayage or TZ light or um, if, if you were doing some type of technique behind the chair, this assistant could be taking video of what you're doing, video content. They could be taking pictures, taking before and after pictures, which is also teaching them and showing them the importance of social media content, right? And then you can take all that content that they are using and upload it, create a reel, create some stories with it, really create a lot of social media buzz about what you are doing behind the chair and how great it is, right? Because you want your new and existing clients to see what you're doing and get them excited too. I mean, let's say you have got a, a client who only gets haircuts or maybe only gets a color touch-up, but then they see on your social media that you are doing a new service like air touch or extensions. They might get excited as well and want to ask questions about that. Hey, is this a service I should be getting? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But sometimes they just don't know. And when you are booked and busy, we don't always have the time to be talking about a lot of things. Now, I know that it's really important to create a flow of your service in order to create time to speak about the new and exciting things that you're working on and more services that you could be offering them. But this is why working with an assistant is so great when you are booked and busy to help you have time to speak about the things that you really want those guests to be doing for you, right? Now, it's important in the very beginning when we do find the right assistant, right, after the hiring process, that there's an onboarding process as well. Because it's really important that we clarify what are the expectations that we have for this assistant. I mean, and this goes for everybody, right? Somebody who's new walking in the door, they're just as nervous as you. 
They have no idea what to expect, which is why we just need to have that open discussion day one with them of what it is that what it is we want them to do. How what are the daily tasks that need to be done every day, right? How often should they be checking the laundry? How often should they be checking to see if we need more ripped foils or cotton or to change out your barbicide, right? We want to make sure that they understand what these expectations are, the daily tasks, and even how to arrive. Do you want them arriving, um, you know, 15, 30 minutes before the actual schedule? And, and what does it look like when they arrive? Is there some type of routine that we need to do when we arrive? How about the way that we look when we arrive, right? What is our attitude, our energy, our dress code, things like that? What about closing routine? When, when that person's ready to close, what are the, the tasks that we need to do before we are allowed to leave? If you don't say to your assistant the expectations, they do not know. So I would definitely suggest coming up with a checklist of what is expected on a daily basis. Now, as they're starting with you as an assistant, they're still getting acclimated to the culture, right? And so it's really important that we are getting them involved with how is our dialogue when it comes to talking with our clients? What, what is our atmosphere like? What is it like working with a team? And what does teamwork mean? You know, at my salon, we always ask before we leave, all of us, including myself, is there anything that I can help you with before I leave? Because you never know when your teammate is feeling behind or struggling or needs something. And it could be as small as like, you know what, could you make a tea for my my client? Or you know what, can you just check on the towels first before you leave? Whatever that may be, it really creates a stronger team when everybody is on board with that. And so even getting your assistant acclimated with how you work as a team is is crucial to what it will be like when maybe you have them go through an assistant program, training program, and then they're on the floor. They will be a a well-oiled machine. They'll be already adaptive to how you work. So it's not going to be a rough transition from assistant to being a stylist. Same thing with the culture and the dress code. Make sure it's very clear expectations of does your hair need to be done? Do you need to wear makeup? What, you know, what colors do we wear? People do not know until you give them clear expectations of what that is. And remember, your assistant is an extension of you. And so it's really important that if there is something that you do not like, that you need to address it right away. And I'll dive into that in a little bit. Now, it's important that we are showing them how to assist. How do you want to be assisted, right? So let's say that you will no longer be doing any shampooing and conditioning on any of your clients. And it's not about you being lazy or abusing or overusing your assistant. It's about that assistant touching your customer, your client, and developing a relationship with them and getting them involved in that guest experience is really important because there may be a day in the future where you are not able to to squeeze that person in for a color touch-up and a blow-dry, right? 
you may have a the perfect formula and everything for that, but that person really just needs to get in in four weeks. And if they don't have time to get on your booked and busy schedule, then your assistant can handle that. Because if this client has already experienced your assistant's shampooing, and maybe your assistant has already has started doing the color touch-ups, it's going to be much easier to pass that baton over to your assistant of, hey, you know what, today um, you're going to get Mary in for her color touch-up. And Mary is quite fine with that because she's already has that no like and trust factor with your assistant, right? Make sure you are telling them exactly how you want your clients to be draped. Is it towel, cape, towel? Is, um, you, you know, like what is what does that look like? Is there a clip around their neck? Um, maybe after that shampooing, do they get a clip in their hair? Is the towel wrapped around their hair? Make sure that there is a system for every single thing that you're doing. Um, I do have a pet peeve of when a client gets shampooed and they're brought back to your station and they're just soaking wet. The cape's not changed out. Maybe there's lightener all over it. It is so sloppy. Just change it out. And you're showing your assistant too what best habits look like, right? It's about respecting that guest experience throughout the entire process. Show your assistant too, what is checking in and checking out look like, right? So checking in, is it, do we always offer a beverage to the client? Do we ask them to um, sit up front and relax before we're ready? Or do we bring them directly back to a station and get them draped? Tell your assistant exactly what it looks like. Give them a routine. Assistants need a routine of how you want something done because then they don't really have to think about it. And then when it comes time for them to be a stylist one, if if it's a salon environment, or maybe you're in a salon suite with two chairs, I don't know. But this is a great way that you could get them to really ad- uh, adapt your way of doing things. What about checking out? Is there a certain way that you want something done? Maybe you... Um, are speaking about retail before even going up front to check out. Maybe there's a front desk, maybe there's not a front desk. What does that process look like to you? And what is your ideal perfect, perfect ticket and checkout look like, right? So for me, what would be like the perfect experience for the client is they upgrade their color. They also upgrade for a treatment. They rebook and they also buy product. And they were also given referral cards and they know about how to write a review to earn beauty bucks. That is my dream client experience. And so if you get your assistant to be on board with this dream picture of what you want the client's experience to be like, then you're both working for a common goal. So it's really important that you continue to show them how you want things done. It could be even too, like, how do you introduce yourself? You know, it, they just do not know anything and pretend like they don't know anything. So you can be very thorough with them of what you want that to look like. Are you shaking hands? Are you waving? Do you hug people? <laughs> Whatever it is in your salon that really creates that vibe and that culture that makes your salon and your place unique, make sure that your assistant is really holding that sacred and following suit with what you want. If you are working hands on, um, all hands on deck for 
like let's say a color, maybe you want them to put the foils in or rip foils for you and hand them to you. Maybe you want them to hold your comb or your flat iron. When there's some type of involvement that the assistant has while you are working, they're more likely to pay attention to what you're doing. Um, I've trained so many people in my days and I could not stand when there was an assistant standing there staring probably not at me and what we were doing more so daydreaming and I don't blame them and it was because they weren't doing anything involved with me they were bored and so it's really important that you keep them on task and getting them to be a hundred percent there it's human nature we drift off you know but what is something that you could have your assistant do to be involved Is it taking pictures? Is it taking video? Is it holding your tools? Is it keeping your station tidy as you are working? Is it helping helping you with the sale process for your retail if you sell retail, right? Maybe maybe that person lines up the retail uh, right there on a tray for them to see. Be as thorough as possible of how you want them to assist you. Now, Is there a training program evolved with an assistant? Now, as a salon owner, my goal is let's get them to assist our top stylist and get them building a book of business um, up to six months, which I believe it really does take about six months to start that momentum going. Um, This way, when they are ready to be a stylist one, they already know our culture They know how we want things done. They know what it's like to be on a team. There's no um, uncomfortable transition from being an assistant to a level one, um, except more confident and even more ownership of their books, right? So one of the things that we do for our training program is we have head sheets. So this is a great way for them to assist you as well, is that as you're cutting, they could be taking a head sheet and writing out exactly the angles that you're taking. And that way, if they have questions, they can speak about it. Maybe you carve out like 30 minutes at the end of your day where you can talk about, okay, this is the haircuts we did today. This was the design that we did with this color. And you can talk about it together. So that client, so the assistant knows Why did you do that for that client? What does that mean? Being a mentor and having an assistant is great responsibility. And I love it because it really can help us stop going through the motions on autopilot and really sit back and analyze, yeah, why did I do that? Why did I mix this formula? Why did I place the foil at this portion of their head? Why did I... Why did I take this particular angle for this haircut? And really stepping back and thinking about why am I doing what I'm doing and be able to have a solution or a reason behind that, it just really strengthens you as a stylist behind the chair. So having some head sheets, I think, is a great way to get them to follow along with what you're doing and then discussing it afterwards, I, I believe, is really important because they might take that head sheet of your color design plan and then you could say, go grab a mannequin. I want you to do the same thing. It's a great way that you could see and then do. The assistant has more information to retain when that is the relationship that you have, right? Have them help you with formulas, right? 
Ask, ask the assistant, okay, where, what level am I starting at? Is there any gray that you see in the hair? Okay, this is our goal. We want her to be at this level. We want this type of reflection from the hair. What would you mix up and why? There's different um, formula sheets. At least, you know, we use Davines and they've got these really cool um, pads that have how you can create your formula from it by really understanding what does the root look like? What's the, the mid-links look like? Has it been color treated, chemically treated, mechanically damaged? What volume of developer do you need to get you to where you want to go? And I love these um, different uh, pads because you can walk through the formula of what's going to be best to get the best results. Now, if you constantly are just mixing it up and not having that conversation with an assistant, then that's not training at all. You're doing a disservice because the second that they have to do a color touch-up or whatever, they don't know what they're doing. And then this means that they're going to pull you away from your client to ask you, what do I do? So if you can just mix that up together and talk about the formula, and I will say, our clients love it. They, it's like we're speaking a foreign language to them when we're talking about it's a level seven, there is um, a three, five reflection in it. And, you know, what is the percentage of gray? Like they don't know what we're talking about it, about however they love it. Everyone's getting involved with what formula would be best for their hair. We're writing it down. And the assistant can also write the notes down too on the client's file. And that way too, when that client comes back in, you know exactly what you had done last time. I mean, I don't know about you, but you know, that's sometimes that's the last thing I'm thinking about is making sure that I'm writing the, all the right notes under the clients. Cause when you're booked and busy, that's the last thing you're thinking about, right? Have your assistant do that for you and have them get involved with that design plan as well. So whether you're doing a certain haircut or foiling or TZ light balayage, have them on board with why are you doing what you're doing, right? Getting them involved with the consultation as well. It's super important that we are offering amazing consultations because this is where the relationships are established. Having them observe you and the questions that you're asking and, and observing the solutions that you're coming up with it is a beautiful thing to observe and have them really take note on the questions that you're asking. Now, part of the training program as well is when can they take models? So it's important that they're assisting you, which make sure that they're being blocked out on their schedule when it's, it's all right, it's game time, Christmas season, we're tripled book. What can they do to help you make sure they're blocking out their schedule? But when it's a little bit slower, they need to start taking models. Now, at my salon, I offer a commission incentive to um, any model that comes in, the uh, mentor will receive a commission on that. And so it definitely is to that person's advantage that they are helping building the books for this assistant. Not only are they able to double book for themselves, but they can also collect a commission on the models coming in as well. And so really make sure that that the assistant knows when they can take models. Maybe it's certain days, maybe it's random times, whatever that may be, make sure that it's understood. And what type of models do you want to take? Um, 
Now, the big question is, how do you get models? Now, as a salon owner, for us, we do, our, we do a lot of marketing. So whether that's a text blast, email blast, social media, we are really putting ourselves out there, letting our clients know that we are seeking models. The assistant needs to know how to get models as well. So definitely social media is our number one source to getting models. Make sure that they know exactly what to put out on social media. I would even have like direct dialogue of this is what you need to be posting with these pictures, post in these groups, post at these times, and make sure to tag X, Y, and Z, right? You need to make sure that they know exactly what you want them to do and make sure that you hold them accountable. Holding your assistant accountable to your expectations and guidelines is going to be key to their success as much as your success. Now, in their downtime too, let's say we had a no-show or cancellation, it happens, Um, make sure that they are working on their mannequin or they are studying the color and the product lines. It's really important that they are carving out time to study you know, what is our deep conditioning treatments and how do we speak about those treatments? We need to work on them. We need to work with them on how they need to speak about this because as they're shampooing your client behind um, client, they are talking about deep conditioning treatments as well. This is a great way to upsell the service and by grooming the assistant on how you want them to speak about these treatments, it's going to really boost profits in your bottom line and it's going to help them it's going to boost their confidence when your clients are like yeah i want a deep conditioning treatment so making sure that they are understanding your product lines and studying the color too now it's really important that you create a 30-day 60-day and 90-day review because it's important that we reflect back on hey what is going really good and what do we need to work on because if after 90 days, if I would probably say within 30 days or even 60 days, that you'll be able to tell, are you a good fit? Are you really adopting my way of doing things and my culture and my brand? Are you on board with this or are you just, are we having a disconnect? You know, I love giving, I love giving, um, I, I like to make sure that I am giving the benefit of doubt for new people that I hire because there are certain things that are a pet peeve to me that may be a little petty <laughs> and I know that about myself and so I make sure to give them some grace and say okay they're new they're still getting familiar with how I want things done I might have to take it easy now you will have some non-negotiables maybe it's like they showed up late or they showed up not looking right you know, you might have to send them home a time or two until they just get it, right? And don't be afraid to do that. You know, sometimes it's sometimes they just need to know that you take this very seriously. People will try to push the boundaries, right? And it's really important during these reviews that you're setting those boundaries. Maybe it's like, do not text me or call me between these times. I will not answer you. Maybe it's the boundaries are um, this is how this is how I want you to work with my clients. 
it's really important that we're giving them the feedback of where we want to improve and showing them how they can improve, right? Maybe it's the shampooing portion is incorrect. Maybe it's maybe they are not doing well with their color touch-ups. They need to be showing you need to show them what to do. You can't just say you need to work on this and not give them anything else to run with because that's a disservice to them. They're just like, "Okay, so what what do you want me to do?" Most people are seeking um they are seeking to improve right? We all want to be better, but they need to be shown how, right? Um, Also review their social media posting. What is their effort level? What is their effort level when they're in the salon? What is their effort level when they are posting on social media? And really give a, a gauge on what does that look like and what we can do even better. And if they're doing something really good, make sure to give them that pat on the back. They don't People don't want to just hear all negative. They need to hear some positive reinforcement as well. So maybe make sure that you are um, really involving both of those sides, 30-day, 60-day, and their 90-day review. After their 90-day review, it's more so, hey, we want you here. We hope that you want to be here too. Let's do this. Let's get you on this growth path of how you're going to build your book of business. The The first three months are really just like, we're figuring this out. Do we fit? Are we the right people for each other, right? Because we want people for the long term, not just short term. Short term is a waste of money for everybody, right? So when you are training a assistant and you're working with an assistant, they are observing everything you do and say. So make sure you're watching your attitude, right? I, I hear this often um, probably throughout my whole career is, you know, there's going to be certain people that come in as clients and maybe they're just a pain. But the more that you talk negative about clients of, oh, this person always does this, or this person's always late, or this person never buys, or this person never, 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 you are speaking ill of that client. The assistant sees you talking ill of that client. Guess what? They're going to be starting to talk ill about your clients too in addition to any clients that they take. And so make sure that you are very cautious about any negative talk or any, you know, ill feelings that you have towards somebody. If you need to vent, venting to your assistant might not be the best person to, especially during that 90 days of getting them on board with your culture, right? And I would go as far as saying, why are you complaining about this person? Be grateful that they are choosing you. And if there is an area where it's like they are always late or they are always no-showing, then they probably are not the right fit for your business or to be in your chair. And that's a different type of conversation that you need to have. Um, But I would say just complaining about it and complaining it out loud is not doing anything but making you feel worse about wanting to serve that person, right? So really watch your attitude um, about how you are speaking about your team, how you are speaking about your clients. Make sure that you're buttoning up on how you look and how your atmosphere looks, right? When was the last time you cleaned out your station or changed your barbicide? What about your hair and, and makeup? And, and how you are dressing, right? It's really important that we are taking things to another level when we've got somebody else that's looking up to us, right? So 
really sit back and look about, think about, okay, how is my station presented, right? What does my client think that my station is all messy or that my barbicide is half empty? <laughs> Probably not good. And you don't want your assistant to observe that and say, oh, it's okay that I don't look the best today. It's okay that I'm complaining about clients. It's okay that my station looks messy. It's not okay. It's not okay. And if, if that's your jam, that's fine. But, you know, I think that you're also probably limiting your growth um, uh, and your success, right? Now, if there's any issues that happen, and there will be because it's a learning experience and learning curve for, your, for both of you, if something happens, such as maybe your assistant said something that was kind of weird, maybe she swore or something like that, or maybe she started talking about things that you really don't want to be talking about with your clients, make sure that you resolve that issue right away. Pull them aside privately and say, you know, hey, that's not how we do things here. Or, you know what, I, don't, I didn't really appreciate that. I just want to let you know, um, you know, I just, I want to be honest and direct. Maybe even get their permission. Hey, do I have your permission to be honest with you right now? Right? People need that feedback. If you don't talk to them privately right away, they're going to continue doing it because they don't know. They don't know that it crossed boundaries. It crossed a line. It was something that you didn't like. Um, so you need to make sure that right away you solve this. And I say privately because there's no point of saying something out loud that may embarrass them or may make them feel less than because that off, that doesn't make you look good either. So really make sure that if there's any type of issues that you have, speak privately together, even, even take that, um, advice when it comes to your team. Maybe your maybe your team you asked for a blow dry and your team rolled their eyes or gave you attitude, right? That's a conversation that you need to have right away. And guess what? The client sitting in the chair they saw that too, right? And so it's really important that you're making sure that if any issues arise, privately speak about it and and make sure that it's done right away. And you know, you're learning to be a mentor just as they are seeking your mentorship and your leadership and your guidance. So this does take time. I definitely would suggest start listening to leadership podcasts and reading books about leadership and, and the importance of, of that. And I do believe that whether you're in a salon suite or if you are a booth renter or in a commission salon, you have the opportunity to have assistance and this could catapult your finances to another level. And so I encourage people to become a mentor and to be an assistant. I find that it is the next level of where you need to be in your career um, if you're looking to grow your business. So I hope you guys enjoyed this. Um, make sure to follow me on Instagram at Jennifer Jade Alvarez and send me a DM. Let me know if you like this episode and this topic. I'm always looking for different topics to speak about. I do this podcast because I love my listeners and I want to see you succeed. So I hope everybody has a Merry Christmas and a wonderful um, holiday season. And um, I'm just excited for 2022. We've got lots of fun podcasts up ahead on goal setting and different things to become more booked and busy. So stay tuned. Thank you guys for listening to the Beauty Business Game Changer podcast. We'll see you next week.
Hey friends, thanks for being a part of the Beauty Business Game Changer podcast. If you liked this episode, make sure to subscribe. And if you love this podcast, I would so appreciate to get a review from you. And there's more ways that we can connect as well. Send me a voice message and tell me where you're at in your business and how I can help you through this podcast. Thanks so much for being a part of this. And until next time, you can be the game changer.